0: So, Preston, we are here because friend of the channel, uh, Mr. Joker, tagged me in something on Twitter. I brought it to you. Basically, his his tweet here is, George R. Martin has commented on this. Correct me if I'm wrong, Red Team Review, but didn't he say that Game of Thrones is more or less putting a piece of an ice on a raft and pretending it's an iceberg, whereas J. R. R. Tolkien is the iceberg? Which, okay, I brought it to you, and you're like, this is a whole discussion. So I'm like, yeah, let's... Let's get into it. Now, did George ever say that? Because
1: I don't know if I mean, I don't know. I've never heard that phrase before. Um, And and again, like, unless you people misquote George all the time. So unless I see him like speaking in context, uh, I can't really say. Uh, I'm not going to search for any sort of iceberg quote now or like know what he means. Um, Mm. And plus, like, whether he said it or not, it doesn't matter because like people act self-depreciating and 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 humble all the time so but the, the question is 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 if there's truth to it right that's what you're kind of more interested in like do you think this is accurate that um george is is pretend is dressing up his his story as an iceberg while tolkien is the real deal and is not dressing it up or or the? i mean i see this meme below right Mm-hmm. Um. so the meme below has jk rowling it says only start creating lore after you've already finished half of the series and then keep adding stuff decades after finishing a decade after finishing um george is steal 90 percent of your deep lore from real life and other authors and fill out your world map and tolkien has created an entire universe with bloody theological history with hundreds of characters and dozens of devastating wars then write a children's book in it um
0: so let's start with with jk Rowling real quick um i can kind of see where that where the meme is coming from when they say that because a lot of jk's stuff really did come like after the stuff was done like uh, information about several characters their lineages
1: so and so forth well the first Um, two books are rather short right and um she was just writing children's books and then they kind of grew and then the novels grew right and so pretty there much, yeah. a lot, There was a lot more space for lore. Yeah, pretty much. Um also, I don't
0: know if you could steal real world events. I would say inspire.
1: Um are we jumping to are we jumping to to George and and Tolkien? Um yeah, cuz JK's that's cut dry. I mean JK like look, JK has a very deep has has a lot of um has a great lore situation you know situation people copy it there was an entire like now like the whole magic school thing is a is a a whole genre that people steal from now um but i mean everything is derivative like everybody steals from everybody else so like George stealing 90% of lore from real life history and other authors I'd put it higher than 90% um, but, damn uh, no I mean every he steals from himself as well he he takes from his old stories the the, the previous ideas and he has real life history have his he has his previous stories and then he has other fantasy writers and such that he steals from um but that's that that's life you you you, you take what you know and you repurpose it I mean Shakespeare, stole um plots and, and and ideas and all sorts of stuff hamlet is based on an, another play called hamlet you know but so um meanwhile like tolkien create an entire universe he didn't create the universe i mean come on like it's still just europe right uh
0: i i mean i i can see hints of europe in there but um because
1: we 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 i mean we did look, a previous you're, you're recording that like, we didn't
0: go into but. so
1: brief history of the of, of europe you have you have the roman empire and then half of the roman empire falls and what we think of the mm-hmm. middle ages we think of you know the area of of that used to be under rome you know france uh spain england um that uh that you know even though it's somewhat of a of a myth but the idea is that there, it's falling into a dark age it's falling into the middle ages middle ages meaning like between the classical period and the renaissance so like that's what middle ages means it's it's assuming a dark a dark age so there is a fall of of rome and then and then um you know there there's you know, eventually a Renaissance, but then, but then there's an Eastern part of the Roman empire that doesn't fall. That just kind of, you know, that in many people's minds, the Byzantine empire, like kind of like festers, you know, or whatever just kind of sits there stagnant. And so, I mean, middle earth is, you've got Gondor, like Arnor and Gondor represent like the, the Eastern and Western half of, of, the Roman empire or one falls and you, you, they, they go into a more like middle medieval, like lifestyle. And the city, the, like Gondor is still there kind of as, as like Byzantium. And then the villains are in like literally the Southeast, the these dark, these tanned men riding exotic animals. Right. Like mm. it's the same set. And then the, there's a continent off across the ocean. Like, like there, there's nothing like creating here he just took europe like what 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 <laughs> and not to mention like all of these creatures and everything he just takes from folklore like people talk about the say people make these these large statements like 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 uh Tolkien created elves and things like that no he didn't like elves as like the the alfar like he takes from the alfar like they they like all of that existed in folklore, um, mm-hmm. it's true that for a long time the evolution of elves became t- kind of these uh, mischievous little mischievous little things in the Victorian era. But but people were talking about like the the adult elves being the size of people and stuff long before that. I mean, *Midsummer's Night* my, *Midsummer's Night's Dream* has like fairies, but fairies and elves were used. The, the terms were used interchange, interchangeably, and the, the elves, the the fairies in that are like human size. Oberyn, the king of the mm. fairies, and Puck and such. Um, so it, you know, there's, there's, uh, I mean, the idea of the elves just come from like, um, uh, old, you know, Celtic fa- uh, fairy tales and such. And um, and I mean, he he takes all of this. So I don't I don't understand this this idea that he just created it all. Like, no, that's just. That's just not, that's not true. He like took stuff and adapted it like everybody else.
0: Sure. But he still has it. I think the meme also just highlights how he still has this entire universe with like just all this history and hundreds of characters and dozens of devastating wars. And then he writes a children's book in it, which is what the Hobbit is, which, okay. I, that,
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know when he wrote the hobbit he had the intention of eventually writing um lord of the rings like he, he is that true that. yeah he did he didn't have he didn't just do this all for this children's book i mean he had the eventual intention of writing lord of the rings mm. um you know this he wasn't just doing it for fun <laughs>
0: We got to get Joker back on again, by the way, and, and and ask him about this because he has some really awesome ideas and and conversation topics on on ice and fire, and uh, yeah. I would love to uh, pick his brain on this one. But as for uh, George R. R. Martin, I, I don't know if I would say steal. I would say inspire from from real, mm-hmm. based off this meme, uh, from real life history and other authors to fill out your world map. I mean, uh, I guess,
1: but mm. I mean, look, George George's stuff, it's it's filled with a lot of like borrowed stuff. It's filled with a lot of lazy stuff here and there. There's, there's, there's cut corners here and there, but at the same time he takes everything and he makes it into something very, very engaging. Uh, He creates something new. Um, And so in, in the end, like who, I don't know, does it matter so much? Like, does it matter that the Stark Lannister like rivalry is, is based on the war of the roses, the war of the roses, like is is that really, you know, is that really uh, important to know? You know, like how much inspiration is that? Is it important that the Werewood is named after Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead? Like when you when you're creating these like scenes of like of like this this bloody Werewood and and Bran being creeped out about it and it being a stand-in for heaven? Like yes, that's all stolen from his like previous stuff about the a song for Leah and and. I'm sure there's other sci-fi stuff and fantasy stuff before that, where there was, there was the thought experiment of having a real, um, real life heaven. I mean, I've heard the thought experiment my whole life where people are like, if there was actually a box that you could go in where you could live forever, but it would be an illusion and you just, you'd be happy, but it'd be an illusion and you could live forever. Like, would you do it? And you know people's answers is, is are often like no but that's heaven i mean that's what heaven is um mm, yeah. so and that's what the werewolf neck is and that's what the grishka mm. is and stuff like that so uh, you know he's just taking he's just applying something that that existed and putting it into a story and and um but that's what life is right life is about finding things and applying them no one no one creates from nothing um plus True. like but, you know, but also can you can you even steal from yourself though cuz you keep saying that can, right. can you
0: steal from yourself can you
1: steal from yourself recycling ideas no i mean I guess not you know i mean it's not plagiarism plagiarism is specifically from other people but like you're, bar- you're borrowing from yourself or recycling yourself that's fine um you know and uh but also like theological history like i mean you know it's just It's just God and the devil, like God and the devil fighting over and over again. (laughs) Like, you know, like it's not, you know, there's little things here and there. Sure. And he shoves it in. It's interesting. And he did it. He does a great job. But like, let's, let's not, let's not have any illusion that it's from nothing, that this is a wholly, like solely original kind of thing with no, with no precedent before it. That's ridiculous.
0: Um. Well on the topic of him stealing stuff and uh, any other author stealing stuff it's only bad if you suck. It's only bad and it right. only ever gets brought up if it's not that great.
1: Right. No you're 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 absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like if you do a good job everybody's like yeah it's fine. I mean it's like anything else, right? Like like people complain about every aspect of media. Like oh my gosh, that that movie like it doesn't have it doesn't have uh Enough minorities. It has too many minorities. You know, like oh, oh this, you know, oh, this character v- development happened too fast. This character development happened too slow. Like, you know, you can come up with all these little things, but in the end, if it's good, like no one, no one cares. Like, no one cares.
0: Reminds me of uh, uh, th- these these minor details about whether someone stole something only ever pop up because someone on Reddit real like found that on Wikipedia and put it on Reddit for karma points. I'm I'm reminded of um, the Lion King uh mm-hmm. actually stealing from uh the Japanese anime Kimbo the White Lion. Like yeah. literally like scene for scene stealing. And it doesn't matter because Lion King is legendary. Everybody loves it. Kids love it, so
1: fuck it. Mm. I also want to bring up something re- uh quickly about um putting to- Tolkien on a on a pedestal. Um Oh
0: boy, come on. We gotta if 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 I knew you're gonna do this, I would have Joysten come on with us. Yeah so you no can, but
1: uh, I, it's not that <laughs> Tolkien isn't great. And um but I, I'm, uh, I'm reminded of recently. I saw a video on on The Simpsons, and apparently, The Simpsons is good again. Um, I, I, I think I to,
0: saw that vi- that video that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Um, I have, I have not watched The Simpsons in, in in two decades, but like, you know, he, he did it anal- now. I watched this, and there was analysis, and it's like, oh my god, like season 33, is like all of a sudden, like, a really good season, um, which is crazy, right? I mean, it's kind of, sort of like the Fast and the Furious movies. Like, they started out kind of really unremarkable kind of things, and then all of a sudden, like, Fast and the Furious 5 comes out, and everybody's like, wait a minute. This is like – this movie is much better than, than the previous four, right? Simpsons is all of a sudden good again. But he's like, okay, it's good again, but is it as good as, like, the Golden Age of Simpsons? Like way back in the day, like season six. And no, it's not possible. Well, the problem is he goes through these episodes and each of the episodes has just it's just like every other line is like iconic. Right. But at the same time, he then like went on bulletin boards of the time when these episodes came out and people were trashing the season. You know, and saying like, oh, this and this was wrong. This and this was wrong. Oh, my God, this was mid. But you can't, you know, something does happen to media over time where even if something's bad, it can become iconic. And then all of a sudden it can become kind of good. Um, like the I, prequels, kind of. <laughs> so I uh, once once a, a buddy of mine was was wanted to watch the top 100 movies like the 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 um that the list that comes out you know the international film a- afi is that it was it I, I don't like um film list of, of sounds the top about of right it. yeah anyway so we started renting back in the days of rentals we started renting a bunch of them I, and i ended up i'm glad we did it. we quit we didn't make it through we, we we watched like a dozen of the hundred um So but it was it was good that I did it because because a lot of movies I had never seen like Bridge over the River Kwai um, or Midnight Cowboy and stuff like that I saw and I'm happy I saw them. But even if I didn't think they were that great of movies, like I didn't think like having seen Midnight Midnight Cowboy, I realized Midnight Cowboy is overrated in my mind. The Graduate, incredibly overrated. Um, Dustin Hoffman is great in both of them, but like he's. Actually Dustin Hoffman isn't that great in the graduate. Dustin Hoffman's great in, in probably. Like, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman's not great in the graduate. He just he just stands there. But you kind of realize like like I wasn't I'm not of that generation. That movie wasn't iconic to me. And I'm and um like those scenes don't land with me. Like and I just didn't mm. think it was good. Like I just don't think. And I understand that like certain scenes like the end of the graduate is the classic example of the guy running in and 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 stopping a wedding, and this has been reused over and over again, and I can understand why it would become iconic, but like by itself, like I mean the ending of the graduate's okay, it's probably the best part of of the movie. The rest of the movie is just kind of sitting around doing nothing, but like yeah, the the um, ending is where they're
0: on the, on the bus and, and like yeah they, the bus, and, and they're like, we... "What
1: the fuck did we do, yeah. Um, that's kind of the best part. The rest of the movie is a waste of time, but, uh, but it's overrated. Like, and I was like, but because like, I, I didn't have those blinders on, but imagine you're with the Simpsons. We all kind of know that we're, we we do not have the blinders on. We all have those iconic lines in our head. And so when we, if we go back to season six, we're like, well, this is just an incredible episode, you know? Um, so I think there's a lot of that with Tolkien, like, we can't we can't we can't objectively look at tolkien any like at this point and say whether it's like good or bad because there's just too many things that we think are iconic and and mm. we have nostalgia and all sorts of things, you know. I mean, you're a bit younger than me, but you like you're of the generation of people that were like that really have a nostalgia for the prequel trilogy of Star Wars, you know, like Uh, uh, it
0: it was so weird. Like in 1999, which I, for those of you who don't know, I was born in 91. Um, in 1999, I, the marketing was phenomenal for Phantom Menace. Like it was just phenomenal. But even as a kid, after watching in the movie theaters and enjoying it then, even as a kid, when it came on on TV on reruns, I know something about it. I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. Uh, the, the prequels are looked on more fondly, I think for Attack of the Clones" and "Revenge of the Sith," and I feel like a lot of the memes really help people yeah. uh, digest it a bit more now. It's more palatable because of the meme. Hello there. It's yeah. over, Anakin! the high ground, you know, like just I, I don't know, like there's just something about, I, you have to incorporate meme culture in there, but uh, it's, I,
1: I, I, even as a kid, I still like the original trilogy better time time does something weird though like there there's a lot of music that when i was in high school i hated i hated and now like it comes on the radio and, and like nostalgia comes in and all of a sudden i'm like oh that kind of that kind of kind of rocks and you're like no it didn't at the time i hated it at the time so like you Which know song specific um i think it was specifically like uh i was not a fan of of like um I was really not a fan of like GNR Use Your Illusion album when it came out. Um, I thought it was overly flowery and 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 ridiculous. And Guns uh, and Roses? Mhm. Yeah. I I remember as a kid like liking liking Welcome to the Jungle and mm. but then I remember hating Paradise City and I hated Sweet Child of Mine. What? I hated it. Yeah, what? hated them hated patience hated it um i think i liked you will be mine and then i just i just thought november rain was a big waste of time it's maybe the ending i kind of liked but um but yeah I, you know and then just time time changes and you're just like no all of it rocks now i listen to it now and i'm like no all of it rocks like i don't you know like i don't and mm-hmm. granted human beings change and what we appreciate changes but also like i like it's just nostalgia like nostalgia bites you and um changes your opinion of things you know because we're gonna the get rest to it society, later if the, also if the rest of society is like that's an incredible line you start thinking it's an incredible line even if it's not the, really that incredible
0: we're gonna get to this later but i really think a lot of people that even you and i uh coming to clash with online in terms of like you know certain things a lot of people really are stuck in their cage in nostalgia right? it really mm-hmm. prevents them from liking anything new and i feel like you and i are pretty good about like not being uh, yeah. bogged down by that but you, like know, we you are. have to
1: ask yourself like is robert de niro looking in a mirror go- saying like you looking at me is that really that great of a scene or because that line is so iconic do we think that's a great scene now like, is it really that fantastic? Like, Robert De Niro looking in a mirror going, mirror going, you looking at me? You looking at me? Like, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Like, because we're all biased. We're all in this, like, nostalgia bubble. Um, So, I don't know.
0: I, I'll, I'll be very real with you. I uh, So, I came across this thing. Uh, someone posted on Reddit about how they... We're rereading The Lord of the Rings, and this one moment, the Siege of Gondor, really made them tear up, right? Mm. And I'm someone who I, I've, you know, scroll through the Lord of the Rings books no problem, but I, I watch the movies first, and I, I understand what you're saying about like Tolkien, because here's a here's a page from the Siege of Gondor. Yeah. It's the moment where the Witch King of Angmar comes and confronts Gandalf. "You cannot enter here," said Gandalf. The huge saddle halted. "'Go back to the abyss prepared for you. "'Fall back, go back. "'Fall into the nothingness that awaits you and your master. "'Go!' "'The black rider flung back his hood, "'and behold, he had a knight kingly crown, "'and yet upon no head visible was it set. "'The red fires shone between it "'and the mantled shoulders vast and dark. "'From the mouth unseen there came a deadly laughter. "'Old fool,' he said, "'Old fool, this is my hour. "'Do you not know death when you see it? "'Die now in curse in vain.' um comparing this to like the lines in the movie like the lines in the movies are just perfect just, just fucking yeah. phenomenal go back to the abyss, fall into the nothingness that i wait like it cuts out a lot of like tolkien's you know whole thing where everything is just like ah grand and ah curse right
1: you. i mean tolkien tolkien i mean lord <sighs> lord of the rings the books like the book i mean in three parts um it's a, he He creates a completely different different atmosphere than Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson's interpretation of Lord of the Rings is very weird to me. Um, I understand that like having a lot of people having seen the movies first, it's now like their set kind of uh, um, default interpretation. But it was, I always found it very weird, like overly dour, overly sad, like, and yet y- you can't really get that feeling with Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings, like the, the language is clunky and flowery and makes you think you're reading a fairy tale the whole time, the way a lot of the sentences are structured and stuff like that, to give it this, like, old-timey feel. Um, well, Lord of the Rings, the movie, kind of, even though it's fantasy, it doesn't seem old-timey? Is that, is that, is that, uh, does that make sense? I don't know. It makes sense. I
0: know where you're coming from.
1: You know so... It's, you know, I don't know, but an entire page, pages of songs and, and silly hobbits and Tom Bombadil and, and there all sorts of other things. But, you know, these, these like. Is that because the, you grew
0: up with the cartoon Lord of the Rings? So probably, you were kind of like. Probably
1: like, probably definitely colored my, my opinions. Um, I always thought Lord of the Rings was, was silly and playful. The way that Tolkien wrote was silly and playful. Um and so even when you have these like epic speeches, I almost see them as like playful because, you know, it's sort of like, you know, how like, like Thor speak, you know, where he's just like, <laughs> where he's, he's saying something that's like ridiculously, ridiculously uh, old timey in a, in a modern setting. Like that's how I always felt about Lord of the Rings and that, that, that mm. was somehow the intention, but maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But you never get that with the with the movies. The movies are so fucking earnest and serious. um nothing plays I kind of I,
0: I kind of love that like they get to the yeah. point, you know, like even Game of Thrones kind of does that. um I don't have it with me. I don't know if you, you want to pull it up, but like in the books a, a Game of Thrones, when Jamie confronts yeah. Ned. Like the show, in my opinion, the show, like, cut out a lot of the fat of that whole scene. And, like, only the lines in the show, like, really truly make sense. Like, in the books, there's just more stuff added on to it that I don't feel like is necessary. Like, Dave and Dane did a great job with that. And, like, I feel like Peter Jackson did a great job, like, getting to the point with the interactions between the characters. But with Tolkien, I think, like, he's so revered because he's kind of really the base of every bit of fantasy we ever consume now, right? Like,
1: it all all comes down to him. the thing is George R. R. Martin is also more playful um than the vi- like Game of Thrones the show which is very earnest and serious and dour. But like George R. R. Martin's playfulness is a very dark humor um at times, you know, like like I'm just thinking of of how the um wine cellar is dealt with with uh, in in Game of, in Game of Thrones. Versus like how he's dealt with in the books. Like, cause I think, um, like, you know, it's just, it's straight up earnest in the, in the show where the guy is, the guy is like tied behind Danny, um, naked. And then, um, and then he, uh, I want to say, but there was something with the wine cellar in, in the, how how it was written in Game of Thrones. I'm trying to think it was like, as long as he kept up or something, you know, like this, this, this court is like, oh, I have to bring up the, like my search or something for, for a search of ice and fire. If I can. But there, there, there's something like there's like dark, uh, dark humor. Let's see here. We'll we'll do the search. I'll uncheck all of this. Um, <laughs> I know. Is it kept up? Try to remember it right. Yeah, here it is. <clears throat> as she rode, he ran after barefoot and stumbling. No harm would come to him. So long as he kept up. You know, like that's very that's in a dark humor sense that's a very playful right. and funny way to describe it um that is not in the show the show is just very earnest the guy is behind and he's gonna die and that's it but to you know purposely to purposely be like no harm is gonna come to him as long as he keeps up which you know that's just dark but yeah how do how, what were we talking about how did we get on this we get we you know, <laughs>
0: i wanted to ask you uh briefly um so every now and then i'll check out this youtuber dj vlad dj vlad covers topics in the hip-hop and occasionally the black community and as such he'll have on you know comedians actors rappers mm-hmm. you know uh, athletes and so on and so forth and every now and then whenever he has on a comedian he always asks the comedian who's on your mount rushmore of comics and they will usually say you know richard pryor george carlin so on and so forth Uh, I'm going to throw this question at you and at the audience as well. Who would you put on your Mount Rushmore of fantasy authors? I could go first if you'd like. Okay, you go. So, Tolkien, of course, he's number... By the way, Mm -hmm. I should probably explain this because this is going to sound so stupid. Um, I know people are going to go, Carmine, we know what Mount Rushmore is. Right, but there's always foreigners who'd like... You know people overseas who don't really know certain parts about American history and how things are in America um for those of you who don't know, Mount Rushmore is this place in the United States where they carved the heads of you know historical they, they, presidents. they took
1: the, they took some holy land from from some American Indians and then desecrated a, a holy mountain by by carving a, <laughs> in, in four presidents but yes yes so
0: um Mount Rushmore, yeah. Uh, so my Mount Rushmore of fantasy writers hmm. would be it, – it's always Tolkien is number one, of course, because he's like the base. Like he, you know, yeah. he, I, I, I don't want to say he popularized fantasy, but a lo- I feel like a lot of people drew inspiration for him, a lot of people that we love. And if it wasn't for him, I feel like the world of fantasy and entertainment in general would probably be a, a bit of a different place. So yeah. Tolkien gets the number one slot. Number two, I always go back and forth on who really should take number two. Either Michael Moorcock, who is another influential figure in fantasy, versus C.S. Lewis, who is the guy behind Chronicles of Narnia, which I personally enjoy. Um, and then number three, love the series, hate the author, Sapkowski, the guy who wrote The Witcher.
1: Hmm.
0: And number four is another fight beat, and this is this counts even though it's manga, it counts is a fight between i know i know it's a fight between kentaro miura who wrote berserk versus ichiro oda who writes one piece um in case you're wondering george is not on there no he's not because you don't get to be on the mount rushmore fantasy writers because you didn't finish and (laughs) let me just let me just add let me just add a little bit here if so if whoever's watching this right now if you want to put robert jordan on there Go for it. I would allow that because Robert Jordan wrote until he died. Like he had mm. every intention of finishing, and unfortunately he passed away. George, we're out here waiting, what, 10, 12, 13 years for Winds of Winter with like no major update in sight about when it's coming come. come. Mm. So if if George come, came out I'll, – I'll give George this. If he comes out with Winds of Winter tomorrow, I'll put him number two slot over Mo- Moorcock slash C.S. Lewis – but for now like he doesn't get to be on there for me
1: yeah yeah i mean i think this would change over time like if we all lived a century later i think it would be very different um so i i think when i look at the 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 uh the mountain i'd have to think about like influence right um mm. and so i would say that i would put tolkien on there um and then i'd put lovecraft hp lovecraft would probably be Number two slot. I'd have I to challenge I, you on that. I, I'd yeah. have to
0: challenge you on that. Because he's more... I feel like he's more sci-fi horror? because of the cosmic horror. Yeah.
1: I guess. It's just like how how they all flow into each other and stuff like that. I mean, you know, what what makes fantasy and what makes more horror? Because um, then I would say that like the, the, the creator of Conan the Barbarian, uh, Robert Howard... What's what? I think that's his name. Um, I think it's probably Howard, be, yeah. if we're really talking about like the influence on fantasy, like he's he's really really super important. And then um, and even though this again would be classified as sci-fi, like you would have to put like Frank Herbert on there for Dune, um, just because even though he didn't finish because he died, but like um, he had every intention to finish. So uh, sometimes we we need to have another discussion about like why Dune is so powerful despite being an unfinished series. Well, I don't think there's much to it, but Dune is powerful because Dune itself is a standalone story and a standalone book and then became a series. And the rest of the series is kind of just, a, you know, an amendment to Dune or a reaction to Dune. Um, but like Dune itself is a story and a book by itself. And Game of Thrones is not. You know, you can't just take a Game of Thrones and be like, "Well, this is a, this is a, this is a book." You know, this is a story when, you know, the whole thing ends on a cliffhanger. You know, and nothing's resolved. But, um, so I put Frank Herbert just because, like, when I think of sci-fi and fantasy stories today, and who they draw from and who they just mimic, um, I think of those four authors the most. Mm-hmm. You know, like when when somebody wants to do something horrific. And they want to create monsters. We they just go back to to Lovecraft, and even Lovecraft like was just taking ra- random things like fish and tentacles from squids or whatever. Um, and when it, when you think of like gritty fantasy, modern fantasy, you really think of Conan the Barbarian. Um, and and when you think of like the the high the high fantasy ideals of like how magic and conspiracies and 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 um, work you really think of of Frank Herbert and when i when i say that like like i'm talking about like rule based magic like magic at one point was just people did shit people just did shit even in tolkien people just do shit there's no like limits on and an explanation for how and why these things happen and so sci-fi kind of put little limits on that and so you kind of need that And and, um, when it comes to, like, how we see modern fantasy, because modern fantasy is very rule based coming from, you know, going through Dungeons and Dragons and being like, well, I have a set number of I have a set amount of like magic energy that I'm allowed to use and stuff like that. Um, There's a lot more limits on magic. And I mean, when you look at even um, uh, um, Sanderson, like his magic systems are very like rule based and structured and stuff um so is it yeah that's four i named four right
0: uh you had Tolkien, uh robert jordan Not robert jordan you had a uh, robert howard and hp lovecraft and
1: who's the, the fourth uh, uh frank herbert
0: frank her herbert frank herbert by the way have you ever like checked out his son's uh doing stuff
1: um i have i have robert e howard i keep um i keep hearing
0: people say that like his son—it feels like his son wants to be approached by a Hollywood studio, so they mm-hmm. could make his books into a movie because he likes them to be action-oriented. Whereas Frank Herbert was more interested in putting like philosophical themes in Dune, and like it's night and day between the two.
1: <sighs> okay, so how I would describe his son, and and keep in mind that like the stuff he—I know his son ha- has. Uh, Brian Herbert does have his own sci-fi novels. He does, Um, and but Brian Herbert's also like co-wrote with Kevin J. Anderson, so their writing is kind of together. And so you get—I think you get a lot of Kevin J. Anderson's writing um, in that too. And so, um, very different writing style. Kevin J. Anderson is very clear, concise, fast writer. You can read a Kevin J. Anderson page in in no time at all and completely absorb everything that he has said and so in that sense he's a very very good writer and he does it so fast he does it so fast mm. this guy this guy i mean but he's also modern you know he's a modern when he he you know i interviewed him and he writes books he goes on walks and narrates them and i was like oh my god like you can stream of consciousness like just i'm sure he goes back and like tries to like fix up little things but it's like that's incredible um that you can just like in like just going along do 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 like talking in your head like um and 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 pull off pull off writing but it's a very different style from from um frank herbert you know who who some people would say was you know is not exactly the best of like writers with words, um. So, uh, I don't know the um different writing style, but also Brian Herbert is doing the same thing as Christopher Tolkien. You know, he's analyzing everything his father did and then running a business empire at the same time, mm. which is a job. In and of itself, you know, like the Tolkien estate has a bunch of people like trying to run all of their money and like plan their books and deal deal with like rights and stuff like that. So when you think of like Brian Herbert, like he's has to spend a lot of time with Hollywood talking about like the Dune movie and like you know and 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 dealing with things like that, Um and then thinking about what books need to be released in order to keep interest, constant interest in the Dune franchise. So like over the years, because, and, and to be honest, he's been very successful. Like when I think of when I was a teenager, every person's like, Oh, you have to read Dune at some point as a teenager. And that's still true today. Um. Besides besides Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, like what other book can you sit? Can, can like even like, you know, a teenager is still expected to read in, in fantasy. Um, hmm. That's a good I, question I, actually. Considering Harry was,
0: Potter as well. Cause
1: you know, yeah. I mean, even Harry Potter, I, I, I think is beginning to die out with the next generation. I mean, I don't know. Um You think so? Well, it's hard to say because like, the people that are super into Harry Potter are in their forties right now, and so they have kids. 30s,
0: forties, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have
1: kids, and they're like pushing. They're pushing the kids, the the kids to probably read the stuff too. So maybe that'll happen, but um, independently, just people just find Dune over and over again. Independently, they just find Dune. So I think there's something you know, and he does when you go into a bookstore. There's just there's always another Dune book out. There's always you're always reminded that dune exists oh a, a movie is coming another movie you know every every 15 years they they there's an adaptation and stuff like that so um i don't know he's 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 a writer he's a like i think uh brian herbert is a writer he's a good writer he's a writer at a different time with a different writing style he might be a better writer than Frank Herbert. But Frank Herbert had all the, all the original ideas. So I don't know. Um, depends how one defines good writing, you know, so.
0: Right. I, I should also probably tell the audience that we were going Mount Rushmore. Ba- you were going by based on influence. I go by based of like, like impact influence. Yeah. Uh, how good of a storyteller they are. So writing prose, we're not really going to get into that. Probably just yeah, that's the that thing. That Once you get beginning. to
1: writing prose, like George R. Martin is, is a fucking master at writing prose. <laughs> like, he's just fucking great. Like such a gripping, such a gripping writing. Just a grip, just a gripping writer. Um, I mean, Stephen King is a master at that too. Um, it just doesn't doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just stream of consciousness. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Robert Jordan, great writer when it comes to prose, you know. So, ugh, these differences. It, it yeah we it, it's like at some point you're comparing apples and oranges
0: <laughs> by the way so i wanted to uh go back to something you said earlier about cage and nostalgia and it comes down to star wars so i feel like every other day i'm debating people on how good andor was and there's this one youtuber consistently trashing andor just because he didn't like it. I'm talking about YouTuber Star Wars Theory. Now, of course, hmm. I'm not going to bash on Mr. Theory. I, I'm not going to even do anything like that. But he did a tier list recently, and I think he put Andor on C tier. And I'm wow. like, yo, my man, C tier. And it gave me, like, you know, the idea, like, maybe we should do our own tier list. Um, so uh, this okay. is on tiermaker.com. They have, like, a pre-made one. Would you like to go first on, on your where you would rank these? Because okay. there's some some shows here you haven't seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, going through. Okay, there's these animated ones. I haven't seen Star Wars Rogues. You can um, skip those. Yeah, yeah. Tales of the Jedi. The first, I guess, it goes alphabetically. So Andor. It's tough to go. Like we're starting with Andor. Um, Andor. I'm putting an S tier. Like hmm. that. It's it's just it's just incredible. Um, I can't believe it was made. Can't believe it was created. Um, it's I believe just so that well-
0: one right there is season two of Mandalorian,
1: the one you're on yeah. right now. So Andor is just—it's beautifully acted, it's beautifully directed, it's a great story. It's so surprising. It's—I cared about all of the characters. Um, some people would argue it's not Star Wars, which I could argue. <laughs> yeah, I could see that because it's—it's not Star Wars. It doesn't have clunky dialogue. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like
0: that that's the thing that 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 always bo- bothered me and that's something that i think theory threw in there uh yeah. by the way I don't it needs to
1: suck to be star wars like
0: <laughs> i don't know i don't know if you want to go into his tweets but he said how star wars is about the fight between the jedi and the sith which no george lucas himself said it's a family story and andor actually it's a story about family and fighting tyranny which andor does like great every time yeah
1: it also explains like, it, it explains how the rebellion works. I mean, in a very yeah. like logistical sense, very George R. Martin like how what, what's Aragorn's tax policy? Well, we fucking find out about the the empire and the tax policy and how how money works. So it's just so many cool, so many cool little aspects to it. I mean, just just the the, the character arcs of Mon Mothma, like dealing with like having to sell out her daughter and stuff like that in order to get funding and all sorts of little, they did
0: something. They did something George Lucas could never do make politics interesting.
1: Oh my God. The politics was so like, Oh, it was, it was, it was, yeah, you could say the, the game of Thrones of, of, of star Wars. Um, the politics were interesting. It was fascinating. The fact that like bureaucracy was like, and the, and the, the fact that like our characters in the Empire are dealing with bureaucracy and it was like incredible. It was like the Wire, you know, like hand- with their handling mm. of bureaucracy, and uh, oh, so great. And or if you haven't seen it, you're just so missing out.
0: Um, you re- you're really, if you go to if you go to theories like tweets and shit, you're gonna get triggered because yeah. this is a guy who. What, what you were saying before, uh, it's like the cage Cajun nostalgia. Like I get what he wants, but my man. My brother in Christ, we are never going to go back to the late 70s, early 80s, where movies were made different with people yeah. like who were in different phases in their life. It's just not going to happen. So
1: let, let me let me jump ahead. Before we go to the other series, let's jump ahead to the other S-tier thing. I'm just going to get S-tier out of the way, okay? so Sure. Uh, the original Star Wars is S-tier, okay? Mm-hmm. And the original Star Wars is S-tier because it is so revolutionary and great and well-paced. It's like... Even taking, I mean, I know it's, it's hard to separate from the nostalgia, but it is never a boring movie. It's just a fucking, like, True. such a well-paced movie. All of the ideas are creative and interesting. There's just, the like, Carrie Fisher is fucking fantastic. Like, she's sa- sa- filled with so much energy. Harrison Ford is fucking incredible, sexy as hell. Um, Mark Hamill's, like, naivety as farm boy is insane like yes there's some really weird dialogue in it it's true but just in the sense that it's just like you can watch it beginning to end still the the 200th time and it never gets boring and the uh it's just and it's just incredible like there's nothing there's nothing like it you can't take away from Star Wars a new Star Wars Star Wars a new hope the first the, the first one the fourth one whatever you want to fucking call it it's <laughs> Star Wars it's the Star Wars that's the thing as the joke is like you know how great the pill is it's so great that it's the pill Star Wars is fucking great in that it's the Star Wars you know yeah. that's how fucking good Star Wars is now next um a tier is obviously as well The Fucking Empire Strikes Back. Objectively the best movie. Objectively the truth is the best movie of them all. Incredible, incredible acting performances. Um tension. The fucking final battle between Luke and Vader. Great lines. I we all know the fucking Han Solo. I know line is improved, but but it's it was fucking perfect. Such a great mood, able to take something like Star Wars and do something new and not recycled so much in the next in the next uh, installment is just incredible. And um, it's uh, it's it's just yeah, it's just S tier. It's love it. I'd say it's it's the best one, even though like in my heart, I like I love um. Star Wars the most like objectively like if I'm going outside of myself like come on Empire Strikes Back is a better movie. Um, Mm -hmm. so next, Return of the Jedi, your favorite. This is a D. Okay, what a now oh
0: no D? D.
1: Yeah, what a, yeah crappy movie. People people have too much nostalgia for it. The plot the plot doesn't make any sense at all. Um. Uh it is a recycled piece of shit. The just plot sh- is recycled and it doesn't make sense. It's it, it quickly tries to wrap up everything that was established in the first two movies and does it poorly. And I, I think everything with regards to like Jabba's palace and that story is just falls apart, makes no sense. There there's we have too much off screen character development. Luke is not Luke, he's something else. The 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 feeling the good inside Vader comes out from from fucking nowhere, recycled jokes, burp and fart jokes all through it, uh, a Tarzan yell. It's just fucking it's just fucking stupid. The whole thing is stupid. There's there's a few moments in it that I I really quite like. Um, I mean I think that the music is great. I think uh, for the most part the, the 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 lightsaber battle with Luke and. Invader is well paced. I think Admiral Akbar is fucking incredible. Okay. I will grant all <laughs> of that. Okay. <laughs> I will grant that those are fucking great. But keep in mind, this is a movie filled with fucking Ewoks. Okay. And you're not going to fucking like, like remove that. Like you can't be like, no, it's still a great movie. No, it's not. The green screening is also shitty. It just feels cheap. Like, you, you went out to the fucking Redwood Forest north of San Francisco, and you, and you turned a camera on, and everything else was rushed. Han Solo doesn't act like Han Solo. Luke doesn't act like Luke. Leia doesn't act like Leia. The whole thing is shit. So, fuck Return of the Jedi. D. Okay. Should we get back to the series? Okay. Man, this is Mandalorian Season 1.
0: That's Season, this is season two. 2. Season 2.
1: Is, is 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 this one Mandalorian? Is the last one? That's no. season one. Okay, season one. Mandalorian season one. Um, good atmosphere, a little slow. Um, but uh, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna put it in B tier Mandalorian. I think the 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 stories are simple. They're juvenile. Uh, there's not too much to it, but at the same time, like it tells fairly solid stories. Maybe they're simple, but I don't know. It it at least it holds together as a cohesive story, um, and I don't know. I don't know if I, with a heavy heart, I'm putting it B. Maybe maybe it should only be C. I don't know. With a heavy heart. <laughs> yeah. Mandalorian season two about the same continuation mm-hmm. probably more interesting than Mandalorian season one it's probably you know more going on um uh it's better moments with uh with you know the return of Bill Burr and the some uh taking off helmets and shit I mean I guess the taking off the helmets that happens in both seasons it's pretty 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 good um Peter Pascal does fine, but it's still to dialogue and and, and things like that. I, I can't put it any higher than B. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Um, Mandalorian season three. Let's put that as a C. It's just uh, it's just messy, um, and uh, there's I don't know, not too much to it. A lot a lot of jumps in motivation. Um, the, the story falls apart. And we don't really have the the tug at the heartstring moments that you had in seasons one and two. How do you feel about Mandalorians, the uh, season one to three?
0: Uh, I mean, I'll get into it when you when we when we okay. when I do my you, you want to do
1: your list, okay?
0: Well, well, you're gonna you're gonna put it in for me.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So Obi Wan, let's put Obi Wan at C. I don't think it was. Um, I think there were some strong performances here and there, uh, but for the most part, it felt like a unneeded adventure, um, considering all of the potential it had. If you're really describing to me, like what happens in it again, uh, Obi Wan has to like rescue Princess Leia. But yes, you know we didn't really get into any sort of like deep dive into the into the obi-wan character he doesn't really go doesn't have really uh any growth um yeah it's fun seeing all of these characters again but they didn't really do anything with it uh there's no there's no struggle on the human heart there's no human heart in conflict which is i can at least say that with mandalorian seasons one and two you know we've got this relationship between him and him and and baby yoda um Alright, let's go on. I think uh Ahsoka, I'm gonna put it a B. Um there are some really strong moments with, with, with acting, I think, with, with Sabine and and Ezra. I think Rosario Dawson really dropped the ball on the on being the main character. Um uh, but, for the most part, it was fairly entertaining. It was certainly much more it was certainly better paced and more exciting than Mandalorian. There were some really cool characters and really cool concepts in it that I thought were fun that kept me watching. I was more entertained than Mandalorian um, though one could probably make the argument that the the, the title character herself doesn 't really make any good um, like uh character progression and there 's no real story being told there and that If it were called the Sabine show, it would be very different, you know, (laughs) like um, book of Boba Fett. Let's put that as a D. That was a bunch of drivel. Um, uh, There, there, there there's some fun stuff here and there, some, you know, but at the same time, so much waste of potential on exploring a character that could have been really great. And instead, we don't really get anything out of Boba Fett and, 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 and we're, we're bogged down with like mods and stuff like that and a horrible battle scene at the end that was just that was dreadful um it was a real it was a real real failure book of boba fett um solo a star wars story this is i'm gonna say it's an entertaining story entertaining movie well filmed well acted um forgettable in the end but I, don't, I can't really point to anything wrong with the movie other than the gratuitous shoving in of Darth Maul at the end. Like It had an, it had an interesting villain and had good performances. Um, I remember some exciting action sequences. It was kind of a standard forgettable action movie in the end. And I was fine with it. Considering it was a completely unnecessary film delving into something we didn't really need to know about, I thought it was executed fine. I thought it was a fine movie. Um, I'm going to say the same about Rogue One. I may have to rewatch Rogue One. I've seen Rogue One twice, but like, I loved Andor so much. I wonder if I'm missing something. Maybe I've misjudged Rogue One. Uh, and so I want to say well-filmed, interesting acting performances, um, some some standout characters, especially her band of of people and like the, the the blind Jedi and stuff like that and the droid. Um I think in the end perhaps it was just too disappointing because it was just everybody dies and and then we get some weird crammed in CGI and it just it doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like a very satisfying story. I think that perhaps was the weakness of it. It was um and then what else we got? Let's do prequels. I think that uh right th- uh Phantom you know, Menace is yeah. here. There it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Phantom Menace gets a D. That's a pretty that's a pretty crappy movie. Too many farts, Jar, Jar Banks, boring <laughs> politics, um, little kids. Yeah. It's it's just it's just not a good movie. Um uh I'd say Attack of the Clones. I'm going to put Attack of the Clones at a C. I know a lot of people think Attack of the Clones is the worst, but um I think it's better paced and better acted and more original. I mean, everybody laughs at like the sand the sand scene and things like that, but um I think it I think there's there's some there's some things to like about it. Um but and I think Hayden Christensen's performance is is fine. I think like we think about I remember, for instance, the very emotional scene of him cutting down the the sand the sand people's like children and stuff like that, and the death of his mother. and I think those were fairly well done scenes and and um, made you feel the emotional turmoil of Anakin. I think there's things to like about attack of the Clones. And I'd say like Revenge of the Sith. The strongest of the prequels. Do I put it? At, do I put it as a B? I think it makes it to the B. I think Ooh. it makes it to the B because the ending is a very good resolution. Order sixty six is a pretty great sequence. Hayden Christensen falls into the role better. Um, it's. Uh, I think there's. I think there's more to more to like about it um so i'm gonna put it that high and then the the sequel trilogy oh god <laughs> um i'm gonna put force awakens at a c there was a lot of there's a lot of potential for it but it is well directed it is it does have good performances um and uh there's some interesting things that are brought forward in it um but it fundamentally is recycled and the yeah. plot is recycled and so i think that is the the biggest detriment is the fact that they are fighting a they're, they're trying to destroy the death star but there's some there you know i guess i i liked the final the final meeting between um adam driver and and harrison ford and uh, I think there's some, some interesting, real gritty battles, um, some interesting things brought forward, just none of them were eventually executed, unfortunately. Um, Rise of Skywalker, or not Rise of Skywalker, let's go with um, The Last Jedi. Last Jedi is beautifully shot. There's some real great performances again. It is a hot mess. We've got... Leo floating through space and we've got the fucking casino scenes. Those are pretty bad. Uh, let's keep it as a C. <laughs> I'm going to be generous here. Going to be generous. Um, and I, I appreciate the fact that Ryan Johnson was trying to do something different. I don't know if it necessarily landed, but I appreciate the risk. And then... Rise of Skywalker is a fucking F. Like, that's just fucking drivel. Like... Yeah. It's just... Not like... Not like... This is something where I'm looking at the Book of Boba Fett and being like... I mean, the, the Book of Boba Fett had a beginning and an end and it made sense. You know? Like... It's, not, <laughs> it's just not a bunch of fucking random scenes, like... Shoved in... Randomly. Um, Like, this is a movie where... People... In my theater, were actively laughing at various points because it was, because things were so awkward and odd, odd and shoved in and ridiculous. Like it's just oh, you y- y- did you did you think the, the Ray Kylo kiss was was awkward? That's you I mean, should have. The entire theater erupted in laughter. They were erupting laughter during like the snake thing too. Um, some weirds, you know, some weird stuff uh that was just cheesy and corny. Finding a knife and on, you know and like finding stuff. I mean, it was just the whole thing from beginning to end was just was just ridiculous and dumb. Like it's just ridiculous. It was just it's not even a story. It's not even a story. It's just a bunch of random fucking shit that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if you think-, think
0: that's bad, I just saw a video about like uh, Colin Trevorrow's original episode nine, and there's a moment where Ray kisses Poe.
1: Yeah, uh, completely not deserved and just random out of the blue. Poe was supposed to originally die in the Force Awakens. Yeah, I'm so glad they
0: didn't do that. I, I love Oscar Isaac, and Poe yeah, I, I mean, my favorite sequels.
1: I think you know, like I say, if the Rise of if the if the Last Jedi ended, imagine if the Last Jedi ended with Ray going off with Kylo Ren, and that was the ending. That man, Rise of Skywalker, would be would be much higher, and then you would have then you would have had this fucking incredible movie of dealing with that resolution that she's dealing with mm-hmm. that problem that she's gone off. But the problem is like le- like the 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 uh, the Last Jedi ends with most most things resolved, except for the fact that there's like ten people left in the rebellion. Um, but <laughs> most of the conflicts are resolved, so you know I feel like. I don't know. So this is my list. What's weird about it is that I don't have anything A. Hmm. Like there's nothing that I like really like but isn't but I don't consider perfect. Like the things that I really like are fucking perfect and I, and I'm having them as S. And then all of the things that I like somewhat like but understand that are fundamentally flawed are in B. And then there's stuff that's like, eh, it's fine. Stuff that's like I have major problems with. And then just, I I can't even like take seriously because it's just so fucking bad. Um. Okay. So your 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 turn. This is. Uh, do me a favor. So for
0: S S tier and F tier, keep all those in place. Uh, for B C and D, click on the gear icon and just clear row.
1: Okay. Hope. Oh, okay. Clear,
0: clear row, row images. images. Mm-hmm. That's it and uh go to uh, okay, good yeah no because for the most part yeah when it comes to the s tiers i agree with you 100 percent for the reasons you 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 stated rise of skywalker is there because it is not a satisfying conclusion to the series at all um it's just i, mean, I still it's barely, can't get it's over a
1: functioning movie it's it's just so bad yeah i still can't
0: get over they fly now they fly now. It's just fucking lame. It's just so lame. You you you, uh, live,
1: you live in a universe where like everything fucking flies. Like like Boba Fett <laughs> fly. Mandalorians <laughs> fly. Like everybody fucking flies. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: Star Wars Rebels. Do me a favor
0: and put that on C. I, it's gonna go be on C because this is a t- children's television show. I watched all the episodes, and of course. There are some amazing episodes, but those are few and far in between. Most of it was <laughs> mid, dude. Like the the episode where Kenobi finally defeats Maul on Tatooine. That's yeah. a great five yeah. minutes. The rest of I've the episode that, is Ezra, yeah. and the rest of the episode is Ezra going whoa, whoa, like it's just so it's dumb. It's really dumb. Um, it's a C. Uh Star Wars Resistance is the next one on that. Well, wait, uh, I have a,
1: I have a quick question to ask. So you know how uh, you know how um the In Attack of the Clones when Jar Jar uh allows Palpatine to become um and ch- uh, to become like a uh, emperor or whatever. Um hmm. and and some people I remember when it came out people are like, "Oh, it kind of makes the Jar Jar character Better, because now I understand that he had to be a goofball in the first movie to to end up being the one that does something so horribly dark and fuck up. Um, and I mean, I see that statement somewhat, and I, I guess that scene does a tiny bit redeem, like, like Jar Jar, and you know, an understanding like the whole the whole character arc. But do you, does Ahsoka change how you feel about Star Wars Rogues?
0: always with the always with the rogues um does it change how i feel about star wars rebels i no not really no okay okay no okay also that's a bullshit argument for jar jar no jar jar still sucks the only reason they gave him an extra they gave him extra shit to do because they kind of wanted to redeem the character no george lucas is a fucking idiot with jar jar he need,
1: he needed to suck for no no well yeah that, that's the argument
0: um, Star Wars Resistance is the next one on there. Put that on F tier. I saw some multiple episodes. It just fucking sucked. It was just too kiddie. Like, it's just, mm, no. Okay. Fuck that. Star Wars Clone Wars. Same thing with Rebels. I would put that S tier. Mostly because great episodes. No, I'm sorry. S, uh, I'm, I'm Not S. C tier. I'm sorry. C tier. Okay. Great. A like, lot of good episodes. But remember, there's a lot of other episodes that are equally as bad, if not more bad. So... It's a mixed bag. Um, the shorts segments, "Tales of the Jedi," the next one on that, I would put that A tier. I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, it's just the one thing I didn't enjoy was Ahsoka's like backstory of when she was a baby. I thought that was like kind of unnecessary. But everything else, all the other segments were perfect. It actually um, explains what happened to Yaddle. That mm-hmm. uh, Count Dooku, his fall to the dark side is tied to him like killing her at the Emperor's behest. So oh. that's you know it answers those questions. Um, the next one, Bad Batch. I would also put that uh, C tier. Once again, actually, you know what? Put that D tier because at least Rebels and Clone Wars had more episodes that are great over Bad Batch. Ba- Bad Batch has a lot of episodes that are just very mid and a few, very few episodes that are good. So, mm. uh, The next one, Star Wars Clone Wars from 2001. Put that bitch S tier. Oh my
1: I've I've oh, seen it, yeah. So cool. I, I I mean, it's it's really well, incredible, like animation and pacing. They're they're also very short, but they're just kind of very mm-hmm. interesting to watch each one. Oh, it's just phenomenal. Um, Mando season
0: one, I actually really enjoyed it, but I would put that B tier because you know uh, you're that right. The same a lot me, of these, yeah. Uh, yeah. yes, uh, the very decent episodes, uh, pretty good, very entertaining. But I think I would put Mando season two. Uh, S tier actually. Actually, wow. no, 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 put it a tier. Well, I put it a tier because a lot, almost every single episode, with the exception of episode two, almost every single episode was great. It's just, I don't know, there's something about Mando season two that keeps it from being like perfect 10 out of 10. It's a nine mm-hmm. out of 10.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: Ahsoka goes into my B tier because the last two episodes really fuck it. Penultimate episode is yeah. just very mid. And they're too busy doing a next time on Ahsoka right. for season two, for setting up season two. Mm, they're too, bu- they're too to busy that.
1: selling you a sandwich tomorrow than to give you your sandwich today. You
0: know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Book of Boba Fett. I would put that bitch in D tier. Fuck Book of Boba Fett. The first two episodes are great. Everything else fucking blue dick. Uh, Kenobi also D tier because Ooh. of how much it wastes. Okay, I'll tell you why. Okay, I'll tell you why. Do you remember the scene where Vader's on the scene for the first time ever,
1: Mm -hmm, and he
0: chokes that guy out, kills the kid in front of his parents? Like, whoa, this is Vader! Like, yo, this is the guy we've been waiting for. We've been wanting to see him, and it tracks with his appearance in Rogue One. Like, he's just kicking ass, and then he fights Kenobi and mops the floor with Kenobi, and then like fire stops him from carrying out his vengeance.
1: Right, really, you know, silly things like that. Yeah.
0: Like little things like that, like Le- the, the the kidnappers chasing Leia was dumb. I hate how lightsabers mean dick in in Disney Star Wars era, specifically when Kenobi, Reva stabs the Grand Inquisitor, and then she stabbed a second time by the same guy, like years apart. Like, are you fucking serious right now? It's just lightsabers mean nothing in this fucking thing. And then Obi Wan's pulling off some anime moves to destroy Vader, which was so dumb. But then. You didn't kill Anakin. I did. Great line, but what the fuck was everything that came before? Like, that was just kind of silly and goofy. I just wasn't yeah. a fan. Mando uh, mm. Season 3 goes to D tier. A uh, waste of time. Oh, Wow, okay. Dude, that was the Bo-Katan show. You didn't think it was a waste of time? That was a waste of motherfucking time.
1: No, it, it was, in that final the final episode was, was a ridiculous, like... Mess like it, I would say that the final episode with the, that battle was was like was a Rise of Skywalker mess. But I I remember the other episodes leading up to it being, I guess, <sighs> comprehensive. You know, I I understood what was going on. Like I was somewhat interested and engaged. It's just I don't know. It didn't go anywhere. But yeah, I can say I can see pushing it to D. Yeah. Mando
0: season three should have been uh, should have even had Dinjarin. it should have just been Bo Katan and they could should have cut a, several episodes short. You did have that one cool ep, uh, episode that had no Mando, Mandalorian. It was just um, the doctor guy.
1: Yeah.
0: From season one, Mando that was pretty cool.
1: But yeah, that one I feel episode like it was, was a gig- all right. Yeah, it was interesting.
0: Gigantic waste of time for me. Remember, I, I remember um,
1: texting you like like Mando once tried to do an Andor episode.
0: <laughs> yeah uh Put Rogue One B tier. I actually quite enjoyed Rogue One. It's just <laughs> I felt as though it had too many cooks. Like that pilot guy did not need to be there. Yeah, we we could have we could have uh, like fleshed out the other characters way more. There's just too many too many characters. Too many characters. Um, as for Return of the Jedi, I would
1: put that. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Where, where do you want to put Solo? Solo uh
0: C tier. It's fine. Yeah, just found of forgettable. Return of the Jedi. I would also. I would put. You're gonna hate this. Oh. Return of the Jedi, B-tier, because <sighs> I grew up with it. And I just really like, I, I don't really, really like it over the other ones, but I like it enough to where, I don't know, that nostalgia is really kicking me in the ass with, with Return of the Jedi. Mm. It just really is. And just fuck the sequence where where the, the shield generator is down. Come on, to the attack on the Death Star's radar. And just so much, co- and the Java stuff was cool. I don't know, I really liked it. The Ewoks do suck, I agree there.
1: <laughs> but fuck, man. Like everything is so good, like uh, I mean, like I say, I could do a two week. I could do a four hour video on how much on uh, <laughs> twice as long as Return of the Jedi itself. Like on how much like <laughs> it, the, the movie frustrates me. Like, you know, um, honestly, Han putting on a helmet and convincing the the Imperials to lower their shields, like oh, that would never work. Like
0: <laughs> anyway. Yeah. An entire legion of my best troops, or that really your best troops. Uh, <laughs> Phantom Menace, D. Just it's not, it's not bad. It's not just, uh, Phantom. Yeah, on the very edge. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's not Rise of Skywalker is worse. Um, Attack of the Clones, I would put high C. Just high C. It's mm. it's yeah. It's I, it's fine. Revenge of the Sith, yeah, B tier. hundred percent Revenge of the Sith, B tier. Um, by the way, Rise of Skywalker is the blue, the blue one with Ray. No, on the bottom. Yeah, the, yeah. I would put no. Uh, wait,
1: hold on. No, I put I put this this that's I put For- uh, the Rise of Skywalker Force- is already in place at F. So this is Force. No, no, Awakens. no, no. No, that's 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 Force Awakens on F.
0: What? Really? Yeah, yeah I don't want to say anything. <laughs>
1: fuck! Fuck! Oh God! Well, You're Jesus on a roll. Christ. I don't want to say anything.
0: I don't want to say anything. You're on a roll. It's hard to
1: tell when it's just like Rey and a Kylo Ren mask and some lightsabers. Yeah. Fuck the fucking posters. <laughs> Force Awakens, I would
0: put D-Tier, and you get no points for recreating a soft reboot of the original trilogy. Yeah. You get no points for that in my book. Uh, I would also put uh, Last Jedi D-Tier. It wasn't bad, but not really a Star Wars wow. film. In my opinion, uh, lots to like about it, but a lot to dislike. Uh, that's basically where I stand. Yeah. That's basically where I stand. Uh, it's it's yeah, funny because, no, um, like,
1: I realize the difference between you and me is, like, um, when, some, when something doesn't work for you, you really sink it. And when something works for you, you elevate it. Um, well, I kind of, like, tend to put a lot of stuff in the middle category. Like, the you know, the fact that you're just like, no, nah, no, nah, that's like so horrible, it drops to D. Or like, no, nah, I love it so much, so it rises so much. I think you're, yeah, that's, I think the, we, we fundamentally agree on a lot of the same things. It's just that um, there's, a little, there's a little bit more, um, uh, when, when things go right, you like, you really like it. When things go wrong, you really hate it with, you, with it's, you it's also the, the 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 problem with a lot of the
0: shows specifically like the shows that go on for 20 episodes a season like rebels and uh bad batch and so on and so forth 20 episodes three of which are very good and the
1: rest is just like it's Phil, killing it's time kidding, like the, yeah i mean it's amazing yeah. that you like almost all of the, the animated stuff at least the long form animation you're like mid and forgettable and yet you watched it all um because it is, um, you know, these are kids' shows. Like the baby, they're 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 toy they're toy commercials, you know. Um, so,
0: like like I know people are gonna get on my dick about, for putting Clone Wars, the 2007 CGI anime uh, a, a cartoon, in C tier. Every season there are great episodes, but there's like so few. Like the Mortis arc was fucking awesome. Darth Maul taking over Mandalore and killing Obi Wan's girlfriend in front of him fucking sick palpatine versus maul and and savage Press, which is a stupid name yeah yeah. that was a cool episode like lots of great episodes like you know the 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 one where the clone his chip malfunctions and he and they activate order 66 in his head prematurely that was a whole cool arc lots to like but then you have a lot of episodes that are forgettable in mid one episode by the way i recommend to you Hmm. is um general pong krell stupid name he's uh, a jedi master with um or jedi knight with like four arms and he's secretly working against the clones but he's leading them in the battle and he's purposely giving them awful instructions and directions getting them killed so the clones have to figure out like how do we mutiny against this guy do we mutiny what do we do do we just hold out until someone else comes great arc Lots of cool stuff like that, but a lot of it is forgettable. You don't get points for being forgettable in my book, and mm. that's why mando season three is there as well. A lot of the episodes are fucking forgettable, or if they were memorable, not for good
1: reasons yeah, yeah for yeah, fair enough, huh oh, all right.
0: that's where Man. we stand on that by the way, uh, real quick, did you want to oh, i shouldn't be I shouldn't be rocking the boat this way, but um like I said, I don't have a problem with Star Wars theory. I'm, I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but holy shit, man! His tier list. Did you? Do uh, you want to like no, check that no. out real
1: quick? and You don't want to see it. Okay. Does does, does does he have it? It's on Twitter. <laughs> what?
0: No, it's it's on like it's like YouTube, but you can always like fast forward to the end and see where he puts everything. He for the most part he kind of agrees with us. It's just the most egregious thing he does is put Andor on C tier, and the sad part is. Uh, <laughs> Is the, is the, the sad part is, no. This the, is the sad part of characters. is, uh, no. Just he does a tier list of the shows, so just put Star Wars tier uh, theory tier list. He's
1: mm-hmm. been doing a lot of these uh, tier list stuff, so got to find the right fun. one. Here we go. Every Star Wars show from beginning to worst. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so we can go to the end. Hmm. Okay, so he has. You're gonna have
0: to, my love. You're gonna have to like gear icon that and like 1080p that. What do you, what do, you, do do what? No, 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 no. Ge- gear icon on, on the video. You see the video gear icon. Yeah, 1080p. It's only at 720. Wow. Eh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine.
1: Oh, okay, okay. That's I, I see what you're saying.
0: So it's more clear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. So he has on here... Um, I had a D like, or yeah, like, an, an F, even if there is that option. I want uh, you guys I'm to know that here. I no, always I'm respect sorry. you guys' opinions, no matter what. Let's Let's try to I encourage your opinions.
1: Just be nice. All right, so <clears throat> he has... Um. He has... Clone Wars, Tales of the Jedi, and Clone Wars as S-Tier. He really loves the fucking animation. He loves the fucking Clone he does. Wars.
0: He's, he he He's the same age as me around, around the same age as me. So we grew up with the same things. It's yeah. just, he's, he's really got that nostalgia boner.
1: He has Mando Season 2 at A-Tier. And then he has, mm-hmm. he really likes the animation, Rebels, Bad Batch, in B-Tier. He liked Ahsoka. He liked Ahsoka all right. Um... He didn't so like Andor. nostalgia. <clears throat> I see what you're saying, attached to the yeah, attached to the the rebels. Um and then he didn't like Boba Fett or uh or um uh Obi-Wan. And then what what's this in the bottom?
0: It's it's resistance. I saw that, I gave it F tier. Go go to his comment section real quick. So many people are just like respectfully disagreeing with him on anybody. Or Andor
1: not being the most Star Wars is to its benefit. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with everything, but Andor is arguably the best Star Wars show ever made. It's a masterpiece. See what I mean? It's easily the best show for me. Not even the biggest fan of Andor, but putting it on the same level as Mando season three is insane. Andor is incredible. Andor is such a surprise (laughs) to me with just how good it was. Wow. That is, it's just one comment after the other of like,
0: so, sort sort, sort by new, like, let,
1: let me see if anyone is like, oh still my God. continuing. Like, it's, everyone is like, no, no, you're wrong about Andor. Preston is lame. Hmm. Okay, great. <laughs> 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 Andor no, at C tier should be a felony. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their opinions. It's fine. I mean, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it, you know? Not everybody's going to like everything. So. It's it's just what I don't like is the mental gymnastics people will do to like
0: like take away how good it is. Like, for example, I was um I was at a friend's house and his I was picking up something up and his kid was watching Bluey. And I and I it's the it was the episode of Bluey where Bluey's father is trying to bake a cake or mm. shape a cake for
1: Bluey's. Is Bluey a, a boy or a girl? They're both girls. Both Bluey and, okay. and, and Bingo are, are girls. His two, has uh, two guys. So, Bingo wants a cake for
0: her birthday, and Bluey has to pick up her toys. Like, it, it, like, it was a fine children's show. It was, a, it was fine. Better than Caillou, of course. But yeah. here's where what where, where, where I'm trying to say. I'm not going to say Bluey sucks because I don't get it. Like, like just because I don't like something or it's not made for me doesn't mean I'm going to say it fucking sucks. It's just, it's just not for me, and that's fine. But yeah. instead of doing that, he goes out of his way to say on, to, on, on social media, like, it's just not Star Wars. It's, it's not Star Wars. It's not about the Jedi or the Sith. It's right, just, right. Yeah, you know, so and so forth. Like, <clears throat> I
1: you. mean, you're 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 wrong about Bluey. Uh, Bluey, if you're talking about like good episodes versus average episodes, like the Bluey season is like uh, is like fifty fifty episodes, and they're all eight minutes, and like a majority mm-hmm. are like nine out of tens. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like n- like Blue- Bluey is insane like and when they hit you're just like oh that was a fucking good episode like and keep in mind i'm not even watching it with the australian act like i'm watching it in chinese like uh because i convinced my kid that it's only in chinese um (laughs) which makes him not want to watch it as much as other stuff but like um i've convinced him that certain shows are only in chinese but i'm not even (laughs) like getting all of like the double entendres or the funny australian accents i'm just like but it's they're, no, they're really fucking good. They're really fucking good. Like some of them are really fucking good. Yeah. Keep it. Once again, I I feel like
0: I really need to reiterate this. I'm not trying to rip on theory, but remember, he said one of the reasons why he didn't feel like Star Wars Andor was Star Wars was because it had bricks and screws, yeah. and he called it a forgettable show. Like I like I'm not trying to rip on the yeah, guy because yeah. I hate him. I don't. It's just like you know. Those are some mental gymnastics to, sure, to, sure. to try to
1: solidify I, like an, why I like you don't an, like something. I want to describe one Bluey episode that I that am like mm. why it's so fucking good. So like, there's a Blue episode where Bingo is going to her friend's birthday parties, and they're playing this game called Pass the Parcel, where they they wrap up the parcel and they play. It's kind of like musical chairs, and then it stops on somebody, and they they get the gift, but then they open the wrapper. They open the wrapping paper, and if there's another wrapping paper underneath, it keeps going. So you don't mm. know how many wrapping papers are, are until the toy, and you don't know what the music who stops. And so, the first time they play it, um, like all the kids start crying and start screaming, and the dad is like, is, "Is like oh no oh!" And then all the parents are like, "What are you doing? Why are all the kids crying?" And it's it's hilarious. But then. The kids get the rules, and they start playing past the parcel, and Bingo just keeps losing every time. Like she goes to like, and it's just one after the other. Like she's get, getting disappointed, she's getting disappointed, she's getting disappointed, and um, you think that like Bingo is going to uh, like eventually just getting be get getting sadder and sadder that she's never getting a toy, but instead. She starts seeing all of her friends becoming happy and she's just like, no, it's really great. That was, that was great. Cause like my, my, my friend like guy got, got it instead, you know? And, uh, and, uh, you know, our parents are like really impressed with Bingo and you're like, Oh, that's great. You know? And then they're playing past the parcel finally at, 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 at Bluey's um, birthday and it land and, and, and Bingo finally wins and and she's just like, yeah, like you know, like and then that like ends the episode, and it's just like such a perfect like and perfectly timed with all the music and every like the timing, like they're pulling at your heartstrings, like just being like, oh, she's becoming a good person, and she's understanding that like, it's 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 not about who wins, it's about like other people like appreciating other people's happinesses, happiness, and then and then at the end it's like, nah, I won! you know, like. All of that was kind of bull. Like she just wanted to win too. And it was, it just, I don't know. It just, the fact that that whole, like there could be so many cool tur- twists and turns and everything in, in like a seven to eight minute show. is just, uh, it's just very impressive, but I don't know. Oh, well, probably why you like the, uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars stuff so much. Is because it's because what it's, it's a short segment, short and sweet, and where they're because when something's short, you're really focusing on the beginning and the end, and making a good story because that's all there is is like this short to, little thing. To anyone who
0: likes Star Wars, even just a little bit, like you're not a diehard fan, you don't fucking know like you know Glarbar or the Hut or whoever the fuck. Like to anyone who's a fucking Star Wars, just who likes it in passing. Watch the two thousand and one short segment <laughs> Zorba the Hutt, you got fucking good Zorba the Hut. <laughs> watch watch the two thousand and one uh uh short segment Star Wars Clone Wars stuff because there's almost no dialogue and it doesn't need it. It's like five minutes of like just awesome stuff. You know, it doesn't even need it.
1: Yeah. You 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 Zorba the Hutt's revenge. Um <laughs> <laughs> Zorba the Hutt.
0: They always, anything Hut related, it's always Leia. So always put her front and center. Yeah. yeah. All right, Preston, man. Do you mind if we wrap it up here? That yeah, was I was good. about to say. I feel like we've gone on so long. Guys, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.
1: All right, bye.